Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Christians in My Soup, a weekly podcast by one of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. This week, in our continuing series of memories from two YWAM missions back in 1989 and 1990, we're staying in Estonia in 1990. As I think I mentioned in earlier shows, going to Estonia was a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me, and I was determined to grasp that opportunity with both hands. During our time off, the team spent much of its time wandering around Tallinn, where we were based. The shopping there was so different to what we were used to back home. In Tallinn, we found empty shelves by lunchtime, and things that we would have spent many English pounds on were selling for the equivalent of a few English pence. But the Estonia experience wasn't only about getting out into the city and the culture. It was about the people we were staying with too. You see, back then, before Estonia had gained independence from Russia, the only way for the team to have got into the country was by personal invitation from the people we'd be staying with. The team was split into pairs and divided up among the people from the church we'd be working with who were willing and able to host us. Myself and other team member Denver were placed with a lovely young couple in their early 30s with two children, one toddler and one baby. We were welcomed with open arms when we arrived, and this beautiful couple couldn't do enough for us in terms of their gift of hospitality. But it was the eating arrangements that struck a particular chord with Denver and I. Every mealtime we were in the house, we were sat at a table at the top of the stairs on the landing, just the two of us, while our host family ate behind the closed door of the kitchen. Every mealtime we were presented with a beautiful meal that was often more than we can manage. At the end of every meal, one of our hosts would come and clear our little table and bring us dessert. And when that was done, they'd come again, before we had the chance to do anything ourselves, and clear the table inviting us then to go and sit comfortably in the lounge while they did the washing up and so on. By the end of the week, Denver and I had decided that we somehow needed to return the hospitality we'd been shown. So with the intention of doing the washing up, we cleared our plates before our hosts came for them. We went downstairs and knocked on the kitchen door, which was slightly ajar. What we saw as the door swung open was a sight that will live with me for the rest of my life. There sat our host family around their kitchen table, eating scraps of dried bread and nothing more. Denver and I stood there for a moment, unable to believe what we were seeing, before the lady of the house, tears in her eyes, ushered us out of the kitchen and into the lounge. When our hosts joined us later that evening, we apologised for upsetting them and went to bed. The following morning we arrived in Tallinn, once again by means of our neighbour, who'd been generous enough to ferry us and two other members of the team by car into town each morning we were there. As we chatted to the guys who'd come in the car with us, we discovered that for the family who'd used their car every day for us, they wouldn't be able to use it again for the rest of the month, as they'd used up their petrol ration for that whole month on us. These two examples of giving without reward were incredibly humbling for me. There was a people who had virtually nothing and were fighting for everything they did have. Yet what little they had, they lavished on us for the week we were there. It challenges me every time I think about this experience. What would I do in that situation? Would I be as generous as they were? 
Or would I hold back and make sure that I and my family were okay before giving the leftovers to the strangers in my house? Let me read something to you from the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 8 verses 1 to 5, which is entitled Encouragement to Give Generously. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favour of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. For me, these verses describe not only our experience in Estonia that week, but also the challenge laid down to us every day. Are we willing to give beyond our means when we're called to do so? You know, this experience for me all those years ago that stuck in my mind means nothing if it, coupled with the words I've just read from Scripture, doesn't change or at very least challenge my attitude on giving and supporting others. And that's a challenge we can all accept, Christian or not. Do we carry a spirit of generosity within us? How do we help others when we see their needs? I'm reminded of a guy that Anne and I knew when we were working in Hearn Bay on the North Kent coast some nearly 25 years ago. And with this I finish. Jez worked in the kitchen at Hearn Bay Court, which often meant working late into the evening. But when he was finished on a Friday evening, which was often not until gone 9.30, he'd then pack his car with such food as he could and take with him and drive to Canterbury, where he'd serve it to those living on the streets at the Canterbury Soup Kitchen. Anne and I went with him once, and I don't know how he did it every week. After the hours he worked, to then go all the way to Canterbury and serve often till at least midnight was an amazing, regular and generous donation of his time to those who simply had nothing. What an incredible witness. I trust that we can be challenged by the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians that we read a moment or two ago, and that the experiences of myself, Denver and Jez will perhaps add to those challenges for each of us. And that's all for this week. As always, thanks for listening and please do feel free to share the show on your own social media feeds with your churches, friends and families. You can find Christians in My Soup on iTunes, where you can subscribe and never miss an episode. And if you could leave us a review, that'd be great too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube and Blogger at Christians in My Soup and on Twitter at Sims2017, that's C-I-M-S 2017. Yep, we're almost all over social media. And now we're working our way across the internet too. Christians in My Soup is now also available on both Stitcher Radio and TuneIn. Next week on Christians in My Soup, we're travelling home from Estonia on the plane back to Heathrow. A proposal? But until then, take care of yourselves and God bless you all. You've been listening to Christians in My Soup, written and produced by Russ Hilton. You can find Christians in My Soup on iTunes, Facebook, Google+, YouTube and Blogger at Christians in My Soup and on Twitter at Sims2017. Email the show at sims2017 at hotmail.com.